You're listening to the Let's Talk More podcast hosted by me, Sinclair Vaughn, where we discuss topics people don't go deeper into. Join me every week and let's talk more. Welcome back to episode eight of Let's Talk More. This is your host, Sinclair Vaughn, and we are back with another episode uh, it's been a minute. I didn't post an episode. I think you guys missed a week. Um, and that's because, uh, my birthday happened, but you did get an episode on September 12th, which was episode seven. Um, and then I went on my little break from reality. I had t- taken some days off from work. And just kind of relaxed myself and whatnot. And then um, when I was getting ready to get back on, you know, plan after the vacation, um, your girl got food poisoning. Don't know what we ate. Couldn't tell you what it was a combination of, but we got food poisoning. I was laid up. If you've never had food poisoning, I do not wish that on my worst enemy. That shit hurts so bad. Woke up in the middle of the night in the bathroom, stomach hurting. And the next thing you know, everything is coming from both ends of the spectrum. My, (coughs) excuse me, my mouth, my butt cheeks was hurting. It was just a mess. Two days of pure repulsive, just getting that shit out of my system. Um, I'm still not the greatest. Um, I'm still a little weak, but it's, you know, a lot better than it was at. Cause after that, you, that shit takes you the fuck out. Like you're not feeling well. So I had, um, my husband bring me like lots of fluids, got some Pedialyte. You can do Gatorade. Um, but I kind of got myself back into like, oh my God, I really need to get my shit together because this does not feel good. I do not ever want to experience this again. So with that said, I was on pause with recording, but we're back. We are back. I didn't leave you guys. I promised myself that even if I do take a break and I can't get a podcast out, the first chance that I get, I will definitely record and hit the record button. So today we're doing something a little different. We're not recording in studio. We're actually recording on my cell phone because um, I'm in a different surroundings right now. So we got to gotta, we gotta do it where we can do it. And I'm happy with the app that I'm using that allows me to record anywhere I want to. So if the topic comes up, um, your girl can hit, you know, that press button and be like, Let's record some shit. So today's episode, we got a lot to talk about. So we're going to talk more keeping up with the Kardashians. We're going to also talk more about Black Twitter. And we're also going to talk more about invasion of privacy and how um, things are so accessible. We have so much access to celebrities and their personal lives now that there is this social media construct 
And so, you know, let's just jump right in. So the first thing on my agenda is we're going to talk about fall. It is happy fall. Yes, it is September 23rd, but fall was yesterday, the beginning of fall. This is my favorite season. I love fall, the, the fall clothing, the leaves falling on the tree and changing colors and just the vibe, you know, the... uh the aesthetic of fall really makes you feel good. I know this around this time as well, it's going into holiday season. A lot of us have mental health issues and, you know, we get like depression and that kind of thing. And then you also are aware that, you know, with COVID and all that's been transpiring in the media for the last two and a half years, almost three years, is that we are actually, um, you know... Our depression is heightened a little bit more than normal. And so with that being said, with that being said, you know, um, yeah, it's fall. Fall is here and I just cannot wait to enjoy fall. Summer was hot. It was a hot summer. It was a hot, hot summer and it was just a lot. But anyway, let's jump into the Kardashians. With fall always comes new TV. New TV. And we know that, you know, they talk, you know, they got, they show the Kardashians on Hulu. It aired, um, I believe, yesterday. But I kind of watched it today because, you know, they went back. You could tell that they reshot the this particular opening so that they could tell their side of the story um from what they showed the previews of the season because Kylie's still pregnant but in this first episode she wasn't um so we all know the rumors we all know the situation we've all been in the media that let me tell you the Kardashians love the media and they are going through a lot. We talked about Ray J and him trying to expose them and letting everybody know what this dealio was, what the situation was with them. But then we also have the twists and turns that Tristan Thompson, who is Chloe's baby daddy, um, gaslighted the fuck out of her. In this episode, he knew in July that he was having another baby and then he forced her or allegedly because she said he coerced her into getting the surrogate and getting the insemination um that first the the thanksgiving weekend so they went ahead had this surrogacy now she has a son he was born on july 28th and she didn't uh reveal the name as yet i don't believe but she you know she went through the emotions, talked about how devastated she was and how people are, you know, constantly ridiculing her and blaming her. And she feels like a fool because every time he's putting her in this uncompromising situation. And I will say this, as much as a lot of us, like I said before, don't really care for the Kardashians and how they got their fame, as a human being, when someone is hurting, your innate ability to connect, if you have empathy, resonates with that person. And it is very um, hard when someone is being 
tossed and turned about in the media in full view by this dog, Community Dick Tristan, and then have to come in front of cameras and tell the cameras how she felt because of the shit that she's dealing with. And, you know, you, you sit and you watch it and you have to empathize because at the end of the day, take all the fame out, take all that other stuff. This is a woman that was in love with this man. And every time that she tried to get this man to be with her or something happens, they're trying to connect. Here comes the bullshit. And this is normal because without social media and technology back in the day, a lot of us, even till this day, there's a lot of women out there that will never tell you some of the shit that they put up with from the partners that they're in relationships with. And being transparent as much as possible and being my authentic self, I've been there. I've been in relationships where I had to suck it up and deal with the dramatics of the aftermath because somebody made a choice that did not include me and we were in a not we were in a relationship and the more you go through the trauma and the more you heal through the trauma and seek help you then start to you then start to like realize like yeah this is not this is a toxic environment i need more from this this is not helping me this is not doing anything for me and i just feel like we have to look at Chloe and and feel her pain because it is it's natural, right? We are naturally understanding what pain feels like when someone that you've trusted, blind trusted, of course, and given your heart to making trying to be the bigger person to make it work, you then start to realize like, oh my gosh, she's really hurting. But on the flip side, I was watching and I was like, you know what? Karma has no face. It really doesn't. And the sayings in the past is the way you get them is the way you lose them. And also, I just feel like she's going through what they all have been going through. Like, her karma, I feel to me, in my opinion, the karma is, she's getting their karma. She is. She's getting the whole entire family's karma. That's how I see things with Chloe. And I just feel like, wow, this is, this is insane. Like, this woman is literally having to relive and relive and relive this trauma over and over and over because they made the choice to put their life on TV in front of everyone. And so they chose to figure out, okay, do I need to deal with this? Do I, should I stop doing this? So I will, I'm going to watch and continue to watch it as much as possible so that, you know, I get my views and I have my pop culture, know, you know, in the know and stuff like that. But let's transition over to Abbott Elementary. You guys know that Abbott Elementary won awards. You know, we got... um Kinta won her award. Cheryl Ralph won her award. And I'm so proud of these women. I grew up watching Cheryl Ralph um, in, you know, the old 60s, 70s uh, shows when she was um, 
the what I forgot that name of the show. Like it doesn't ring to me right now, but I remember her in her leotard and looking all nice and whatever. And I know, you know, like I'm so proud of her. And it's really great to see that black women and black actresses are actually coming in to their own and getting the recognition for the talents that they're putting out there. So my hat's off to Abbott Elementary. Also, um, as they started season two, I'm going to tell you that motherfucking shit is funny as hell. Do you hear me? I think that they are funny as hell. I would love Ava, who is who plays the principal, for her to get an award. I don't know what award it would be, but I would love to see her in the near future get an award because she's really funny as hell. And the way that, you know, she she's playing that character is really, really great. So my hats are off to, to the black television. Also, sticking on television, before we jump into some more topics, is Netflix just released a docuseries um, on Jeffrey Dahmer's life. I didn't really know much about Jeffrey Dahmer, and that motherfucker was a like top-tier sociopath not just the regular tear shit that motherfucker serial killer was like whoa ate the people and shit had the place smelling stink and funky with the bodies he was a philobotomist and then he started chopping people up and then eating them motherfuckers and it just ooh, that thing i just couldn't watch the whole thing yet like in one sitting normally i can just do this one sitting thing and then i just cannot do all of it, but um, I couldn't do all of it. I ain't even finished the yeah, we did finish the first episode, we just got to start the second episode. But if y'all are interested, go check it out on Netflix the Jeffrey Dahmer um TV show, the, the docuseries. But Jeffrey Dahmer was sick as fuck, okay? Just sick, 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 sick. Simple as that. So let's move on from TV and jump into social media and the idea of the, you know, social media allowing so much access to celebrities and their information of their lives because everybody's sharing their lives out there, right? This is the norm that we're living in right now. So recently, not even recently as like, this is a hot off the press moment, um, First things first, Glorilla and Cardi B has a collaboration that dropped um, last night. So go ahead and watch that. Also, I'll go ahead and see the video and listen to the song. Um, today is Friday and Friday, a lot of artists drop their music. Um, Dream Doll, Lakia, I think that's the name, her name. Let me go back. I was listening to Dream Doll's um saying I have a playlist. One of my playlists is like women 2022 new. I got Lizzo on that playlist, but Dream Doll dropped her um album called um Life in Plastic 3. Lakia dropped hers No Pressure. She's the one that sings Mind Your Business. I don't really know them until I hear the song. I'm like, "Oh, that's her." Okay, cool. Um Adultsville is by Bella. This one is more like R&B. So check her out if you've never heard her. Also, Priscilla, a.k.a. Mooney, Money Lung, she um, she dropped her album as well. And so I can't wait to finish that. But one of my favorite albums that I've been listening to all week since it dropped is Jessie Reyes. Um, she It's called Yessie. I'm going to tell you, that little girl from the time I've ever heard her music, 
I think that she has a beautiful, amazing voice. Like, I love her bravado. I love the sound of her voice, the lyrics. Like, her lyrics are really, really beautiful. And this new album, Yessie, is so beautiful. And I was just listening to it back and forth. And one song on there that I really, really enjoy listening to is called Forever With Black. This is like, I think, her second song with him. Um, but definitely check Jessie Reyes out because she has, this is a really great song. Um, Dream Doll and Cash Doll has a song called uh, Fantasy. And it is a play on um, Ludacris's uh, song. They reuse his um, beat and it's it's really good. So that's what I've been watching. I've been listening to. Also, Ari Lennox had a, um, an album that drops as well. And um, it's called Age, Sex, Location. And it just reminds you of that era when we were on dial-up with AOL. And that's the first thing we used to do in the chat room was ask people your age, sex, and location. Because we want to know, like, you know, we ain't trying to talk to no old people, even though they probably lied. Because half the people we talked to back then was probably lying about their ages. Trust me. I know. I did it. So back to social media and the accessibility. Um, there's a few things that happened. Yesterday, Nia Long's husband, uh, the folks, Black Twitter had him on, on, on repeat trending because I was like, you know, you go on there and sometimes you look for the trends and you're like, okay, what's going on? Why is um it trending? Why is Nia Long trending? And it so happens to be that Nia Long is trending because her husband has um, allegedly, I'm going to say allegedly, because I don't want to be um, Tasha K hiding from Cardi B and get, you know, get my bag taken from me. So allegedly speculations that he has been having an affair and black Twitter has been really, um, putting out all these different things and narratives about certain things that are happening with her on her, on the platform, as far as like social media in her business, because he's cheating on her. And, um, you know, here are some of the things that a lot of people are talking about when it comes to, I think this is how you pronounce his name, Aime Udoka. Um, people, when they cheat, I don't understand why we do this. Why do we do this? Why do we think that because someone is a certain status, they're, they're not prone to infidelity or bad things happening to them. Do you know if you took their statuses away, they're normal human beings and they're going to go through exactly what we all as normal human beings go through. Like we go through heartbreak, we go through deaths in our family, we go through different types of grief and we handle it differently regardless of who we are are our social status, we are different. We're That's not who we are. But I find that a lot of people, whenever they hear a celebrity is facing some form of infidelity from their partner, the first thing they go with is colorism plays a part. And then they say, oh my God, Nia, who Nia Long is, or who Beyonce is, or who Halle Berry is, They if they could get cheated on, anybody could get cheated on. But cheating and infidelity is nothing like 
oh my God, it's brand new. It's been there for so many years and decades and all over the place. The problem that I think we don't really recognize is that we place so much um, stock into the celebrityism or the, that celebrity status, and we assume that, oh, because they're celebrities, they don't face regular problems. Like, I think the media has shown us so many times that everyone who is a celebrity is perfect. It's, it comes off as a perfect patty situation, and we know that that's not real life, right? Who knows? We're blaming him for the infidelity. I'm not blaming her for anything. But if we took up away the, the whole idea of it, we don't know behind the scenes what Nia Long and her husband were facing in their marriage, in their relationship. We have no idea. We're speculating. We're placing blame one-sided. We're not making, you know, we're not taking the accountable factor that this is a couple, two people. So they have to go through this process together. Unfortunately for them, they're going through it publicly because they're in the public eye. And, you know, I've been seeing people say things like, well, damn, Nia Long has always been in the media for... Her great work as an actress for over 50 years, you know, because she's over 50 and, you know, all these things that she's doing. And then now here for the first time, her her marriage is on display, her the infidelity is on display. And, you know, recently she put out that she needs the time to process the infidelity because apparently this infidelity happened and she was not aware, but others were. And I just feel like, you know, we, as Black Twitter, we run and we go looking for the other woman. We go depicting and making up our own story. Um, because in our minds, we want to be a part of their lives. And we think like we are, we know them like like they were our cousins, our brothers, and our sisters. And... You know, I, what I like about Nia Long's approach so far is, yes, it's out there, but it's my responsibility to control the narrative. And in order to do that, I need to not put out a statement or say something that will make people feel like they have access to whatever I'm feeling or how I'm feeling as a woman. Because when I'm talking to about these Things, I'm like, you know, I come from a woman's perspective, not a little girl's mindset, but a woman's perspective. Nia Long is a grown, mature adult woman with children. One who just started fifth grade, he's young. And even if he's, you know, might not be on social media to the extent where he's having access to Twitter and he can Google his mom's name and his dad's name and find out all that. He's living through this right now. Think about it, right? Let's let's talk more about it. Think about it. That child is living through it because he's in the household with them. So he's already partially aware or, you know, he's privy to that knowledge of the relationship is probably rocky. You know, they're going through marital issues and Everyone goes through marital issues. It's all about how we handle them. I just find, like, when I say about social media giving us this access to the celebrities or people that have um, 
you know, some kind of fame status, what gives us that right to put their business out there, right? Or make the speculations or make the contrast and whatnot of it because we're trying to tie pieces together like detectives. We're trying to be the detective. And it's so heartbreaking because everyone is speculating on why, you know, like how is she going through this? How is she dealing with this? And and we're placing blame. We're constantly placing blame. We're even talking about fumbling the bag, how um her husband fumbled the bag because in our eyes, my respects to J. Cole because he wrote a song and he said um, props to Nia Long because his crush was Nia Long. I, as a woman, and I am um, non-binary. I am a he, she, her, no matter what my pronouns are. I don't identify uh, straight. I identify on the LGBTQ plus um, spectrum. Uh, because that's how I grew up and where I, how I f- identify myself. I had a crush on Nia Long as a child as well. When we first saw her in Friday and Boys in the Hood, I believe she was in Boys in the Hood. Yes. And it just, in my eyes, Nia Long was the epitome of a beautiful, a beautified woman of color, classy, like this amazing woman, like every movie she's played in, you've seen her like carry herself to the utmost, like highest respect of class, like Angela Bassett, you know, like these women are the respectful, respectable looking, um, mature black women that we look up to and we idolize. And Nia Long was part of that idolization. She's still a part of that idolization, a lot for black men, a lot for black women on a different spectrum. But majority of us feel like because of the the pedestal that we've placed these people on, that they're not supposed to be harmed. Like once you put them on that pedestal, nothing should come and break that pedestal down to bring them down. And so we keep hearing, oh, him cheating on her is crazy. Um... Then to make it even worse with this week, I think this week was all about infidelity and that lack of respect for privacy because even Adam Levine from Maroon 5 was um, called out for cheating on his Victoria's Secret model wife and apparently the other woman is pregnant and having a baby and the rumors were that allegedly that he wanted to name this baby after this woman that or or something to that extent and it's just really bizarre because we're seeing so much um hate um with people's relationships even Tom Brady and G- Giselle Bunchkin they've been in the media lately with their relationship as well and i just feel like at what point do social media shut off for people before they start spilling their guts about their relationship. Like, you know, I never understood. And I'm a really talk serious because I'm like, what the fuck? I never really understood why if a couple is going through a breakup, why do they go to social media, especially some celebrities? Why do they run to social media and put out the press release like, okay, 
uh, me and my husband, the partner, decide to go our separate ways. So, for instance, let's go back to when Megan Good and Devon Franklin decided to dissolve their marriage. Um, the narrative of their marriage seemed to people that it was this perfect patty marriage. You know, he's a he's in the church. She's a she became this glorified church girl, and people were like, "Oh, she's changing her identity for him." And so forth. And some of the things that I think we don't recognize is no matter who you are, when you get in a relationship, there are bounds to be changed. Change is going to happen. You will either be, if you came in that relationship very aggressive, depending on how that relationship is blossoming, you find your delicate self in that relationship and vice versa. So it's all about that connectivity in the relationship. So, you know, they had their thing. They portrayed this loving Christian family. They made everyone talk about couple goals and relationship goals. But in the back of the mind, a lot of people were speculating that this was not a great marriage because one, she doesn't, she didn't look like the Megan Good that we all saw before marriage. She looked like a changed woman and we couldn't recognize her. And then, you know, the fact that she, she was portraying like, you know, everything was okay. And then when they decided that, okay, things were not great in their marriage and their marriage was ending, they put out this big blanket statement about they decided together to go their separate ways. And then later on afterwards, a couple months down the line, your whole aesthetic change on social media showing a narrative that you want to show because no one forced you to show it. You made the decision to showcase that narrative because now you dress in skimpy again. You then decide to do a, a talk show, I believe, um, stating how he didn't support you and those kind of things. And I, I say to myself, like, you know, there no one outside of your marriage needs to be given justification. No one needs to know why you're getting divorced or why you guys decide to separate. That's on you. So coming on social media to put out a press release about, okay, me and my husband decide to separate. Listen, here's my philosophy. If you see him today and you ain't see him next week, don't motherfucking ask me where he at. We done. Okay. Matter of fact, we ain't never been together. That's it. Simple as that. Now, I don't know if Nia Long will put out a statement about this um, alleged uh, situation with her husband. But at the end of the day, I just feel like we've got to really take ourselves away from the, the hot topic and kind of sit back and be like, well, damn, why do we know this? Why do we know about their infidelity? Like, why do we know about Adam Levine's alleged affair? Why do we know that Leah Long is being cheated on? And who who put that out there before they could? You know what I'm saying? Like, here's here's the um the thing. I can't believe somebody would cheat on Leah Long. Beyonce got cheated on. Anything is possible. Like. Do we hear ourselves when we keep saying that? Like, are we trying to make that this not this constant believable thing? Because it's like they're human. 
that you're you're idolizing their fame so much that you're not realizing that shit anything is possible for anybody no matter who you are it's just sad be all and then i also saw one person that i follow on twitter that actually said something that made me really totally understand it she said we don't know if nia long is a good person or was great in her marriage. We have no freaking idea. We're speculating. We're making assumptions. And then at the end of the day, we're like spinning with the narrative. Let's run with it. Because instant gratification, instant fame. If we sell a lie that sounds really great and people jump on the bandwagon, then that is how it all becomes trendy. And that's how we overnight success or whatever we think it, we're getting out of it. Um, I do want to say hats off to Nia Long for her um, approach and her camp, whether or not they're actually going to come out and say anything to the perspective of, um, you know, my husband cheated on me. It's in the media. It's what, like addressing the issue. If she decides not to, that's, that's a good way to go about it. Like the less you address the rumors, the better your life is. Like literally. Don't, even open up the shit and block. Like I would be blocking, 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 blocking. And I would be on Instagram just in the mirror, just taking pictures and doing me like, that's it. Like simple as that. That's just the way it is. I'm just saying. Um, but another topic that I want to touch base on today before we wrap the show up is Telfar Clemens. Now, if you don't know who Telfar Clemens is, Telfar Clemens is a brand out of Brooklyn, New York. Telfar is of the LGBTQ plus community. And he was on Wendy Williams showcasing the Telfar bags. And Beyonce uh, was spotted wearing one of his bags and things just blew up for him. Now I own three Telfars. Um but the he's black owned. It's a black owned business. Um it's he's trying to climb that luxury market. Um I realize a lot of people who never went to school for marketing or has never really worked in a company that is in the marketing spectrum understands how tapping into different markets is and luxury marketing is very hard. Luxury branding is a very hard market to capitalize off of if you're not already there. Um Gucci, Louis Vuitton, Chloe, Balenciaga, uh Dior, all these play these companies started where Telfar started. Let me just put that there. All of your wonderful celebrity brands, all your wonderful designer brands started where Telfar started. When they began, their prices wasn't 10 grand and 50 grand and like Hermes, 100 grand or whatever. That's not where they started. They tapped into the luxury market after their brands were starting to be coveted by certain people. Luxury is a status quo. It is not something that like I I live in lux of luxury. I don't have a million dollars in my bank account, but I do have luxury. I have the ability to sit on furniture 
that isn't made out of bricks, right? That's luxury. Um, I have flat screen TVs, not something that's a little small box. Those are lavish luxury ideas, right? I'm setting that scenario. The reason I brought up Telfar is because I've noticed lately that when it comes to black brands, we always diminish their meaning. And I hate that for us. Why do we have to diminish what the other person is trying to promote and do? Jessica Simpson, Guess, um, who else? There's so many brands that are on the lower end spectrum that are considered a dupe for something high end. Um, there's like Balenciaga dupes there. Steve Madden is a dupe queen to the fullest. Do you hear me? Anytime that you can't afford to buy the big brand name box stuff, you could go to Steve Madden and he will have a dupe for you in some significant way. However, I've seen so many people down Telfar and talk about, I would never buy this. I would never buy that. Um, I would never do this. I would never do that. And I'm like, you know, stop um, making light of what you would never do. You would never support. If you cannot be in that tax bracket, don't shop there. I can't shop at Hermes because I'm not giving anyone $10,000 for a bag or 20 or 50 or 60,000. Like I went on Hermes and saw the crocodile bag for like a hundred and something thousand dollars. It is freaking insane. Um, it's just insane. I wouldn't do it if I, even if I had the money just for the status quo. But why do we, if you can't shop in that tax bracket, don't downplay what this man is doing. This man is trying to build a brand. He's trying to tap into luxury market and he's climbing the ladder. And I'm proud of him because I know the steps he's taken and I see a little bit of his vision and where he's going to go. And in years to come, if Telfar is selling $10,000 bags, I don't want to hear shit from nobody. We will take a break and we will come back and wrap the show up. Once again, thank you guys for tuning in to this week's episode of Let's Talk More. Hope to see you here next week, Monday for a brand new episode. And don't forget, check the show notes. Make sure you like, subscribe to the podcast and leave a Raven review so that the podcast can be pushed to a wider audience. I'll see you here next week. This is your host, Sinclair Vaughn.